Mark Twain once said that if the first thing you do each morning is to eat a live frog, you can go through the day with the satisfaction that that is probably the worst thing that is going to happen to you all day long. Your frog is their biggest, most important task, the one that you are most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it. It is also the one task that can have the greatest positive impact on your life and results at the moment. The fact of the matter is, an average person who develops the habit of setting clear priorities and getting important tasks completed quickly will run circles around a genius who talks a lot and makes wonderful plans, but who gets very little done. Welcome back to Zoo Notable. I'm PJ with ZooFit, and what better way to bring in Halloween this week than discussing eating frogs? Yeah, now I don't actually condone eating live frogs, but I love this metaphor. Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy talks about how we can stop procrastination and make progress with our huge goals in life, one frog at a time. Now, as Mark Twain said in the opening quote, get the worst thing you have to do that day over and done with and see that A, it wasn't so bad, and B, it can be the catalyst for getting other important, not so fun, quote unquote, frogs done so that we can make progress and rock our days out with confidence and determination. So if you are a procrastinator or a self-doubter or perhaps a perfectionist, though some of the top reasons for procrastination is self-doubt and perfectionism, then perhaps it is time to eat that frog. So let's grab a fork and dig in. And our appetizer's big idea, number one, set the table for success. Quote, increase your return on energy. One of your top goals at work should be for you to get the highest possible return on your investment of mental, emotional, and physical energy. The good news is that every minute spent in planning saves as much as 10 minutes in execution. It only takes about 10 to 12 minutes for you to plan out your day, but the small investment of time will save you up to two hours in wasted time and diffuse effort throughout the day. So if you want to make the most out of your day, Plan it ahead. Now, I know that there's this joke that says, if you want to make God laugh, tell her your plans. But I have to admit that when I plan things out, my days go a lot more smoothly. Now, for instance, if you have to eat a frog, planning it for the best optimal time for you is key. Now, how likely are you to push that important but really undesirable activity if we don't make a plan and stick to it? And this goes for life and achieving goals in general, too. Just plan them out. Now, here's what Brian Tracy has to say about that. Quote, there is a powerful formula for setting and achieving goals that you can use for the rest of your life. It consists of seven steps. And any one of these steps can double or triple your productivity if you're not currently using it. Number one, decide exactly what you want. Two, write it down. Three, set a deadline on your goal. Set sub-deadlines if necessary. Four, make a list of everything that you can think of that you're going to have to do to, get to achieve your goal. Five, organize the list into a plan. Six, take action on your plan immediately. Do something, do anything. An average plan vigorously executed is far better than a brilliant plan on which nothing is done. 
And seven, resolve to do something every single day that moves you toward your major goal. Now, there is an exercise associated with this that can help us decide uh, what is a worthy goal to move towards and make progress. And that's the 10 goals list. Create 10 meaningful goals that you have in your life. Once you have your list, circle the one that will have the biggest, most profoundly significant impact in your life and your success in these other goals. So I'm going to share with you mine. Number one is saving $25,000. Two, weighing, uh, weighing one, 155 pounds. It's kind of a big deal for me right now. Number three is increase my email list to 500 or more. Number four, have four clients working with me. Five is creating the Zoo Fit Safari Challenge and getting up and running. Six, get settled into work and feel like an established team member. Number seven, ride my bike to and from work daily. Eight, finish my book and work on with an editor to get it published. Number nine is doing my heroic optimize, which is sleeping 8.5 hours, eating right, exercising, meditating, and journaling. And number 10 is pain-free joints and back. I went through this list a couple times and I circled or highlighted number nine, doing optimize, uh, getting that sleep, eating, movement, meditation, and journaling on point. Now, now that I have that number one, I went back to the formula and started implementing the plan to achieve my optimized protocol. It's much easier because I've already done a lot of this background work and I don't need to study it or buy any materials. I have everything I need. I just need to take action, which I did as soon as I wrote the words. I highlighted doing optimize and what that means. Again, the sleeping, the eating, exercising, meditating and journaling. And I stopped everything to sit and meditate for five minutes, starting so small that I don't overwhelm myself. And then I did what I call my Carpe Diem journal in uh, my best life journal, which is something that I'm practicing uh, this month for my eating for change challenge. Now, does this mean I'm not working on finishing my book or not working on getting settled at work or alleviating my joint and back pain? No, of course not. But I know that implementing my optimized protocol will help me with all my other endeavors as well. I've set the table. I've put the frog on the plate and getting starting in practices that will have the best, most positive impact on my life right away. So how about you? You want to try the 10 goals list? Pause this podcast and try it out. And then eat that frog. Get started in optimizing your life right away. Our next course on our eat that frog meal is big idea number two, visualize yourself as you want to be. Quote, see yourself as the kind of person who gets important jobs done quickly and well on a consistent basis. Your mental picture of yourself has a powerful effect on your behavior. Visualize yourself as the person you intend to be in the future. Your image the way you see yourself on the inside largely determines your performance on the outside. All improvements in your outer life begin with improvements on the inside in your mental pictures. Now, I have to say that visualization has gotten something of like, I don't know, I guess a bad rep, it feels like in the past few years. But it can be a very powerful tool to stop procrastination, provided that we do it properly. 
Now, a couple of years ago, when I first started Zoo Notable, I did a Zoo Notable on The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. And he has a great mindset and uses visualization and affirmations to inspire him and keep him motivated. Number one, he uses words that feel or that feel true or could be true, even if it's said in the present tense. Like, for example, he doesn't visualize himself a millionaire sipping up daiquiris by an infinity pool, nor does he say, I am a millionaire, because that doesn't feel true to him. That's not true. But instead, Hal Elrod uh, visualizes himself doing work that could make him a millionaire. He tells himself, I am working towards my dream, doing the best I can and pushing myself forward, or something probably to that effect. And when I hear... See yourself as the kind of person who gets important jobs done quickly and well on a consistent basis. Even if that isn't true right this moment, I can visualize what that might look like. I visualize putting my safety gear on to go weed whacking or cleaning the barn, not standing around admiring the yard or the barn clean. For writing, I would love to visualize holding my completed manuscript in my hand, but that's not going to happen unless I can also visualize me typing at my computer. Then there's also Shatke Gawain's stance on visualization affirmations. This is what she said a couple months ago in the Zenotable. The words and ideas that run through our minds are very important. Most of the time, we aren't consciously aware of the stream of thoughts, and yet what we are telling ourselves in our minds is the basis on which we form our experience of reality. Our mental commentary influences and colors our feelings and perceptions about what's going on in our lives, and as these thought forms that ultimately attract and create everything that happens to us. So if we are constantly telling ourselves that we can get distracted and can't get projects completed, well, guess what? We won't be the type of person who can focus and complete projects. But if we visualize doing the work, not the results, and we visualize being the person who does the things to get what we want, well, beyond the fact that our brain looks for ways to make that true, it also gets us moving to make it true ourselves. All right, so we're coming upon our main course, which is big idea number three, use the ABCDE method. Quote, the ABCDE method is a powerful priority setting technique that you can use every single day. This technique is so simple and effective that it can all by itself make you one of the most efficient and effective people in your field. The power of this technique lies in its simplicity. Here's how it works. You start with a list of everything you have to do for the coming day. Place an A, B, C, D, or E next to each item on your list before you begin the first task. An A item is defined as something that is very important or most important, something that you absolutely must do. These items are the frogs in your life. A B item is defined as a task that you should do, but it only has mild consequences. These are what we would call the tadpoles of your work life. The rule is that you should never do a B task when an A task is left undone. A C task is defined as something that would be nice to do, but for which there are no consequences at all if you do it or if you don't do it. C tasks include catching up with a friend or lunch with a colleague. These sort of activities have no effect on your work life. 
A D task is defined as something that you can delegate to someone else. The rule is that you should delegate anything that someone else can do for you so you can free up more time for the A tasks that only you can do. And an E-task is defined as something that you can eliminate altogether, and it won't have any make any real difference. This may be a task that was important at one time, but no longer relevant to you or to anyone else. All right, that was a pretty long idea quote there, but if you don't know much about me, you probably think, why does PJ love this idea so much? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I love lists. Uh, there is a... Big Bang episode of, from Big Bang Theory where main sh character Sheldon told his girlfriend that he loves lists so much that if there was a list of things that he loved the most, lists would be at the top. And I, I laughed so hard at that because, yeah, that's just like me. So the idea of making a list and then categorizing that list is mwah, it's just the most beautiful thing that I can think of. It also happens to be super helpful in improving our productivity. A and B things are, are things that you need to get done. C has no consequences. D tasks can be delegated and E tasks can be eliminated. So try it out and see if the ABCDE method helps you eat more frogs and make more productive days. All right, before we get to dessert, let's cleanse our palate with big idea number four. Identify what's holding you back. Quote, what is holding you back? What sets the speed at which you achieve your goals? What determines how fast you move from where you are to where you want to go? What stops you or holds you back from eating the frogs that can really make a difference? Why aren't you at your goal already? These are some of the most important questions you will ever ask and answer on your way to achieving high levels of personal productivity and effectiveness. Whatever you have to do, there is always a limiting factor that determines how quickly and well you get it done. Your job is to study the task and identifying the limiting factor or constraint within it. You must then focus all of your energies on alleviating that single choke point. Successful people always begin the analysis of constraints by asking the question, what is it in me that is holding me back? Starting your day with the removal of the key bottleneck or constraint fills you with full of energy and with personal power. What is it in me that is holding me back? This is such an important question to ask ourselves as it can help us remove roadblocks on our way to making progress. It reminds me of Gabrielle Oettingen and her amazing visualization practice, WHOOP, which stands for WISH, Outcome, Obstacle, and Plan. So what is your wish? I mean, that could be for the day, for the meeting, for the whole year. And then why do you want that wish? What is the outcome if that wish comes true? And then think to yourself, what are the obstacles uh, that are preventing you from achieving that wish? And not obstacles outside ourselves, but what is it in you? What is holding you back? So, for instance, if you wish to go running because you'll feel good and it helps you lose weight, it isn't the rain that holds you back. What is it in you? 
And once you understand the obstacles, your key constraints, then we can plan and prepare for it. Removing the obstacles also reminds me of a practice when I was a rebellious teen, and my therapist helped me by holding a key log ceremony. They explained that a key log was from old logging days along the rivers where they cut the trees down and just sent them down the river to the mills. But along the way, the large trunks would sometimes get stuck. So lumberjacks would have to identify which log was causing the whole pile to get stuck. That tree was the key log. And break that loose and the rest of the logs would just flow down the river nice and easy. My therapist took me to the river and I had written my obstacles, the principles that were holding me back on a sheet of paper. And I stuck the paper on a log one that I chose from among a large pile, and let my hindrances go. It was so, so symbolic. So back to you. Are there any ideas or fears or hesitations that are holding you back from unleashing your true potential? Let's whoop it out or hold, on, hold a keylog ceremony to remove the bottlenecks and constraints to fulfill your personal dreams and your goals. Now, finally, we're at dessert table with big idea number five. We are what we think, so think positive. Quote, most of your emotions, positive or negative, are determined by how you talk to yourself on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. It is not what happens to you, but the way you interpret the things that are happening that determines how you feel. Your version of events largely determines whether those events motivate or demotivate you, whether they energize or de-energize you. So it is not what happens to you, but the way you interpret those things that determines how you feel. That's, that's on point. Like if you're thinking negative things happen to you all the time, you're going to see mostly negative things happening to you. And the same is true the other way around. Now, I'm not saying we need to be all Pollyanna and ignore stressful and challenging situations, but it's the way we view those stressful and challenging situations that determine whether or not we survive them or thrive from them. And I'd rather do the latter. But how do we do that? Well, Brian Tracy's idea of developing a positive mental attitude looks at Martin Seligman's 22-year-old study on optimism. Now, Martin Seligman determined that optimism is the most important quality that you can develop for personal and professional success. He says that optimists seem to be more effective because they generally have four specific behaviors that, believe it or not, anyone can learn through practicing those actions. First, optimists look for the good in every situation. No matter what goes wrong, they always look for something good or beneficial. Second, optimists always seek the valuable lessons in every setback or difficulty. They believe that difficulties come not to obstruct, but to instruct. Third, optimists always look for the solution to every problem. Instead of blaming or complaining when things go wrong, they become action-oriented. They ask questions like, what's the solution? What can we do now? Or what is the next step? And fourth, optimists think and talk continually about their goals. They think about what they want and how to get it. They're always looking forward rather than backward. So find the good, seek the lesson in each situation, look for the solution, and then talk about your goals. I admit it's simple, but not necessarily easy, unless you practice. 
And becoming an optimist also means that we no longer have to eat frogs. There, there are no frogs. Just opportunities to work on our goals, change our lives, and change the world. What could be greater than that? There's a hard work ahead, but when we eat that frog doing the challenging things first, we make significant progress and grow more and more every day until those frogs become tadpoles and then frog eggs. And soon we aren't even eating frogs anymore. We're just rocking our protocol day in and day out. And that's all I've got from this great little book, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. If you enjoyed this Zoo Notable, you may also like my Zoo Notables on Rethinking Positive Thinking by Gabrielle Oettingen, The Miracle Morning and The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod, and Superhuman by Habit by Timon. And please share this episode if you feel it helped you or might help some others. Share, like, and leave a review to help me reach more listeners just like yourself. And you can always connect with me at zoofit.net to learn more ways about becoming the best version of yourself, because when we feel better, we can do better. Now I'm going to head out, but I'm going to leave that little tip for a great meal with these quotes from Eat That Frog. Brian Tracy says, it's not what happens to you, but the way you interpret the things that are happening that determine how you feel. Albert Hubbard defined self-discipline as, quote, the ability to make yourself do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. Theodore Roosevelt once said, do what you can with what you have where you are. Back to Brian Tracy says, the fact that is that you can't do everything that you have to do. You have to procrastinate on something. Therefore, procrastinate on small tasks. Put off eating smaller or less ugly frogs. Eat the biggest and ugliest frogs before anything else. Do the worst first. Brian also says the biggest enemies we have to overcome on the road to success are not a lack of ability and a lack of opportunity, but fears of failure and rejections and the doubts that they trigger. Napoleon Hill once said, there is one quality that one must possess to win, and that is definitiveness of purpose, the knowledge of what one wants and a burning desire to achieve it. There's also an old saying that says, by the yard, it's hard, but inch by inch, anything's a cinch. Lao Tzu once said uh, long ago, a journey of a thousand leagues begins with a simple, with a single step. This is a great strategy for overcoming procrastination, getting more things done faster. And finally, Brian Tracy says, the world is full of people who are waiting for someone to come along and motivate them to be the kind of person they wish they could be. The problem is that no one is coming to the rescue. As uh, Aaron Brockovich says, Superman ain't coming. You gotta go be your own hero.